listening to the Don't Suffer Like Us podcast, hosted by Kimberly Fujitaki and Fia Pichel. Hello and welcome. Hello, Kimberly. Hello. So today we are going to be speaking about Brahmacharya. Brahmacharya, the fourth yama. So Brahmacharya is the, well, I guess the ancient context would be celibacy. So not having an intimate relationship with anybody. Um, But I don't think that that necessarily applies to how we're living, most of us, maybe, in uh, modern times. So, <laughs> well, it also translates into behavior, which leads to Brahma, Brahman. Mm-hmm. I mean, God. or to the higher power, mm-hmm. or to God. Um, and it's basically the right use of energy. Yeah. And, and using your energy can be, you know, in certain times you may have more energy than in other time periods of of your life, of your yoga practice, of your yoga teaching. There's so many times where we have to adjust our energy for the season or the activity or what's being called upon us, you know, to be able to have an amount of energy that feels like we're not completely depleted or overwhelmed or, um, you know, feeling out of sorts. Also, we're sensory beings, and so if we're in a place, in a space in our life where we're not completely satisfied or feel uh, discomfort, we might look for external desires. We might look to satiate our needs mm-hmm. by doing something, you know. Um, you've heard of people being stressed, and so they have shopping therapy, mm-hmm. right? And so or they go and spend eating. money, or mm-hmm. stress eating, mm-hmm. or stress drinking, yeah. or stress stress sexing right like it could yeah. be any any external Sex desire yeah, yeah that you're looking to satiate whatever is feeling that you're lacking internally mm-hmm. and so even though pleasures are fine and fun and good upon occasion ultimately they're fleeting and they're not something that we can maintain like there's no way to maintain an all-time good time right, right. that's not how life works yeah. um and so part of the practice of brahmacharya is finding peace and happiness within ourselves um are we able to just sit with ourselves before we were talking i mean before we're here on the podcast kimberly and i were talking and i've had like a long day and i told her you know after we do the podcast i'm i'm going to meditate because that's you know brahmacharya is basically the concept of preserving your prana you know if you're throwing your energy all willy-nilly all over the place then you don't have the reserves that are necessary just to even get by. Yeah. Yeah. And so we have to take these moments to recharge and then also look at where we're, we're putting our energy. Mm-hmm. Back when I was in my 200-hour teacher training as a student, uh, the instructor said, you know, think of brahmacharya as like a wall with canisters of energy, canisters of prana. And... Everything that you're doing that that doesn't nourish you, that doesn't you know help you move forward in life, that just feels really taxing, you're throwing a, a canister of brahmacharya at, and eventually the the shelves are empty, you know, um, because there's only so many places and directions we can throw our energy, mm-hmm. and in order to preserve our energy, it requires looking and seeing like 
what am I doing? Is it working? Do I need to alter my path? Um, for example, you know, relationships with people. Like with family relationships, there's different uh, patterns involved, but with people out on the street, let's just talk. I know Kimberly and I've thrown some canisters with people we've worked with in the past where we put extra energy into their thing. And, um, and maybe there wasn't reciprocity or, you know, that we just kept putting energy, energy, energy in. And sometimes I know on my end, like I've put a lot of energy into being in different organizations or uh, being at different studios and there was no energy met with that energy. And so even though I was putting a lot of work in, um, it wasn't having an effect. It was just wasting time. Yeah. And you, you also need to receive energy as well, you know, in, in whatever con context we're talking about, you know, like, like Thea was saying about meditating, you know, feeling depleted and then meditating. And then you feel, so some people, you know, your whatever self-care practices you have will, will help to create more of that energy in yourself so that you can do the things that you need to get done. Cause we can't keep, you know, you can't fill a cup with an empty pitcher. You no. <laughs> be able to fill the pitcher and then you can pour into the other cups. Um, but a lot of times it's very easy to, you know, to become mindless about things and just mm -hmm. be going and going and going because we are hard workers and we need to get things done and things just have to happen. And then you just hit a wall. You're like, oh, my God, like mm -hmm. this is too much right now. You know, and then sometimes that leads into an injury. It can lead. Uh, I've had personally, you know, become very sick or ill because mm -hmm. just too much on my body that I'm not taking care of myself. I'm not, you know, filling my cup mm -hmm. and instead just am completely depleted to the point where now all of a sudden certain things in my body are breaking down or shutting down because I have not been conserving my energy in a way that is useful and helpful to me. And mm -hmm. it can be really hard, you know, to, to, you know, stay mindful, especially when we're got so many things going on that it's just like, we need to get da 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 da. But it's that moment of like, realizing like, if I do take care of myself, I will be able to X, Y, Z in a better way. You know, like if you're just kind of doing things half-ass all the time, like that's also going to reflect mm -hmm. in a way that most of us don't want ourselves to be reflected. So taking time to create, you know, your energy reserves, whatever self-care practices you have, whether it's your asana, your meditation, your pranayama, all those things can help us to build, you know, this Brahma, this connection mm -hmm. to our body that feels useful and propelling and moving us towards our goals, our dreams, our aspirations. And there's nothing wrong with having external desires. As I said in the beginning, we're sensory beings, but when we're constantly searching to satiate the external desire at the, and basically sacrificing our internal needs. Mm -hmm. These a lot of things. Of ourselves. Yeah, because I mean, even, you know, we've probably, either been the person or have had a friend 
where they're just constantly in relationship. Like they break up with someone and then they're into another relationship and they, they make the same errors and then they're devastated. Um, but they don't take that time to, to heal mm-hmm. and figure out what way they want to move forward. And then they get into that another relationship just like that. And it's like cyclical. Mm-hmm. And um, I think we've all had friends that have done that where it to us, it might be obvious, like, you know, maybe it's time to just step back instead of jumping forward and throwing all of your energy into this relationship. Look at your relationship with yourself first. And that's part of, you know, our practice is, is self-study, right? Mm-hmm. Swadhyaya. And that's, that's a neon, <laughs> but that's also a part of reserving our energy. You know. And all of these yamas too, they link together, you know, like mm-hmm. it, it, you can't conserve your energy if you're being a violent person, like, you know, you can't, if you're lying all the time, like that, those are all going to, you know, take away from, if you're stealing and lying and being violent, like it's going to take away from the energy in your body, like for sure, you know, and so <clears throat> all of these yamas are working kind of in tandem and they're they're supposed to be able to give us more insight into how we're being in relation mm-hmm. to ourselves, our practice, our students, our teaching, and the world around us. Like all of it, it's working together. Mm-hmm. We all feel depleted. We all feel like our energy is gone at some point in time. It's just like it's too much, but having things that we can come back to and and knowing ourselves and reminding ourselves how we can kind of replenish that energy too is something that's really important and part of our you know resiliency and and just bouncing back and trying our best and getting up again you know yeah and i think part of it too is you know a lot of times with external desires people will feel guilt after engaging in them, whether that's shopping, eating, sex, whatever. Um, And that's also not practicing brahmacharya, right? If you're focusing on what you did and how you messed up, it's important to look at your patterns and why you're doing things, but to dwell on, oh, I did that again. I did that again. Oh my God, I can't believe I'm so stupid. I did that again. That's not going to help you move forward. And that's just throwing energy at, at a behavior that didn't serve you to begin with. So Part of the practice I would also say is when you do do something, acknowledge you did it. And, you know, one of, I've told many of my clients this before, and I'm talking about things that are, that aren't outside of like normal everyday life, because there's certain situations in which we need mental health or medical health, but we're just going to use a basic situation. Uh, Like someone eats a cupcake and they're like, oh, I can't believe I ate a cupcake again. Well, that cupcake has a story, right? The cupcake's not just a cupcake, it's a metaphor. But if they can pause and look at like, when I, when such and such happens, I eat a cupcake. When, when, when I don't, you know, when I'm ready, I won't eat a cupcake anymore. And that can give you like the freedom to move away from something. Because if we go, oh my God, I can't believe I ate a cupcake. I can't believe I ate a cupcake. Then we eat another cupcake and then we're like, oh my God, I can't believe I ate a cupcake. Um, And then we're stuck in this loop versus if we do a certain behavior, 
that's not, let's just go with a basic behavior. That's not horrible, right? Eating a cupcake occasionally is not the end of the world. Um, but then we judge ourselves after it, looking at like, what is it that inspired us to seek that external sensation? And then look at it from a perspective of like, okay, this is what I do when X happens. When I'm ready, I won't do that anymore. And I found through my life that that's helped me move forward and not spend a lot of energy on things that really are inconsequential in the long run to my life. You know, because we can take these inconsequential things and create huge stories and then throw a lot of energy around them and behind beyond them. And that can hold us back too and affect our use of inner our energy and our. Yeah. <laughs> Did that make sense? <laughs> Yeah, it's just, it's mind chatter, you know, yeah. it's a continuation of thoughts that may not be useful. And yeah. when you're thinking about things that, you know, if you've ate that cupcake, like there's no not, you can't return to not eating it, you know, like it's just, it is what it is. And so, mm -hmm. you know, we, as human beings, we're also taught in our society to beat ourselves up over everything that we do and what yeah. we look like and how we are and what we're accomplishing, what we're not accomplishing. And it just is overwhelming. Our expectations can be extremely overwhelming mm -hmm. in so many different ways that it's hard to even be able to have energy because you're so exhausted, you know? And I think that being able to review what it is that you're doing and why you're doing it is gonna be the most empowering thing that you can do to conserve your energy because, mm -hmm. you know, you don't have to think back and be like, why did I do that? Mm -hmm. You know, and, and it's okay if you do, but if we can eliminate some of that you know, battle between ourselves yeah. and our mind and why and how and what we're doing, you know, then then it relieves some of that pressure that we all can feel and that we can all, you know, for example, like you fall out of a yoga pose or you can't do something you used to be able to do all the time. Like that <clears throat> thought process of like, I'm terrible, I can't do this mm -hmm. is not serving us in a way that is going to create a more positive energy in our life, is gonna continue to, especially if we go into that spiral of continuing to think bad about mm -hmm. ourselves or that we are bad because we didn't do X, Y, Z, um, that depletes us and it mm -hmm. makes it very difficult to move forward and to get back on, you know, the cycle of like positivity because they're so stuck in the loop of negativity. So, yeah, you know, it's not easy. It's not and, easy I, <laughs> and I'm not going to waste a lot of energy on thinking, oh yeah, a yoga pose would have been so much better than <laughs> a cupcake. <laughs> it's okay. There's so many but, things, you know, yeah. and that's just, it's just, it's a combination. It's, yeah. It's working our, our, our postures and our breath in our meditation, you know, off of the mat. And, and when we're in our real lives, that things are stressful and hard and we can just like notice and do something that hopefully helps to take care of ourselves. And that's what we wanna be in right relation with ourselves and the best of our capacity and continue to move forward mm -hmm. in a positive way, you know, conserving the energy that you need to be the best you. Yeah, and you don't need to take a path of renunciation 
you don't have to go into the woods and be a celibate yogi all by yourself. Like, of course, that's an option always, um, but you don't have to in order to um, benefit from these principles. Yeah. You don't you have, have to, you know. Yoga. Yeah. A yoga practitioner, a yoga teacher. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so I think I, we hit that. Uh, I think so. Brahmacharya. And, you know, there's a lot of things that when you think about where your energy is going, to just really be mindful and present to seeing, like, am I wasting my energy, you know? Because ultimately we only have a certain amount of time, (laughs) you know? Yeah. And if we're wasting our energy, it's not benefiting our time on this earth. So next week we'll be talking about our, I would say that it's our favorite yama, wouldn't you? <laughs> Aparigraha? Aparigraha. One of them. <laughs> it's one that we're always yeah. looking at. Definitely non-attachment. Aparigraha is, you know, if you've listened to this podcast, you know that we've talked about Aparigraha a million times. So yeah. It's going to be a good one. Uh, we hope that you join us next week for that. And you can follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Don't Suffer Like Us. And see the archives of the podcast at don'tsufferlikeus.com or anywhere that you listen to podcasts. Thank you for joining us. Thank you. Save Bye. your energy. Bye. <laughs>